Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode of the Comic Bookies podcast. Episode 144 is starting right now. Thank you so much for watching live on YouTube or listening wherever you get your podcasts. This week in comic books, plenty of books to get into from a couple weeks ago. Plenty of books that are premiering today, including Detective Comics, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Saga, and Berserker is back. In the news, longtime running cartoon Arthur finally concludes after 25 years. John Williams, famous John Williams, is back. In the Star Wars saga, Stranger Things Season 4 has a premiere date, and no more masks for Mickey Mouse. And in sports, Champions League Week 2 of the Round of 16 is here, but the, win- the Winter Olympics are gone. Mark has some ratings for you, the NBA All-Star Weekend has come and gone, and Austin Sindrick takes the Daytona 500, and we are on to Fontana. And we are on to the rest of Episode 144. Let's get it, boys! And as that music fades, we are back again with the Comic Bookies podcast. Again, thank you so much for everyone who supports us, watches, listens, downloads, shares our stories and whatnot. Thank you so much for everything you do for the show. But this episode, like all the other ones, are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Tomorrow, Wednesday, February, what's it, tomorrow, 23, because today is 2-22-22. What a glorious day to be recording, but no, tomorrow the 23rd is New Comic Book Day for all local and big comic book stores out there across the United States and the world, so please go and support your local comic book store. Ours is, in fact, Treasure Island Comics. Go see Alex. He'll get you a pull list going, and if he doesn't have it in the shop, then he can mail it right to your front door. Sean and Mark, what's going down, guys? How's your week going? How was the weekend? I'm in the middle of my weekend right now, my long weekend, but how's the work week going so far? Short week this week, man. Had that extra day off, so I'm mm, happy to right. be back, by the way, you know. The whole baby schedule and we're actually, you know, life changes going on, so, you know, we couldn't uh, record last week myself. But now everything is good, man. Cannot complain. Just like nice. we were talking about a little while ago, it's just hella cold outside. Yep, freeze warning out here for uh, the San Joaquin Valley. We're supposed to get, you know, I mean... I know for for those of you listening in like Tennessee and New York and and Minnesota and like the Dakotas, I know you're like, what? 20 something degrees. That's like summer for us. You know what I'm saying? So, (laughs) yeah, we're supposed to hit like, you know, like some mid 20 temperatures throughout the night uh, for the next couple of days. So for us Californians, that is freaking freezing. Mark, what's up, bro? How you doing? What's up? What's up, guys? Welcome. Welcome. As we wind down February, getting here to the end of it. It is a very special, special day today. Uh, crazy that it's on a Tuesday and it's all those twos. Right. Saw reports that courtrooms were full today and chapels oh, yeah. and whatnot of people trying to tie the knot on this glorious, wonderful day. Mm. And it's right. even more glorious because Joey Logano, the number 22, to try to do it in 22. So kind of they were all promoting Shell, Pennzoil, and, you know, the Pennzoil 400s coming up in Las Vegas here in like two weeks or whatever. So they're promoting all that today. But no, um, 
talk about freezing. I sure as hell was freezing myself um, coming back from Tahoe yesterday, stuck mm-hmm. in a bunch of, you know, not not really snow, bad snow, but like flurries uh, enough to just slow traffic down, you know, eight hours on a trip that usually takes about, you know, three and a half, four told my wife probably could have just flew all the way to Portugal in the time it took us to come back (laughs) from uh, the Sierra Nevadas yesterday. But all in all, a happy belated President's Day to everybody. But here we are. We're here to tackle the weekend that was, the day that is, and the week ahead that will be with uh, my two favorite brothers to do it today in episode 144. So, man, I hope we have a good time, and I hope the fans enjoy it as much as we do. So let's get with it, man. Yeah, I mean, so comic books are... Comic books and entertainment um, is first this week. I kind of like what we did last week, Mark, and kind of did the the headlines and like the news of entertainment first, kind of break it up. So if we want to do that, let's do that, man. Um, if you guys have other you know headlines from the past week in entertainment or comic books itself, go ahead and throw them out there. But uh, I saw a few. Uh, House of the Dragon finally uh, wraps filming. Sean, you excited for that one? Oh, very excited, bro miss uh my game of thrones anything game of thrones related we need my fix back bro so no definitely excited so done with filming so i'm expecting another four to six months before we see it probably yeah probably like a fall or winter like winter is here they're gonna promote like that (laughs) i mean but just like how how lucky are we that we're gonna get another you know fantastic beast so if you're in the harry potter world you get more of that you get more of Lord of the Rings with the Amazon Prime TV uh, yes. show coming out. Like, you're, like we're getting spoiled with with all of these classic TV shows and movies. We're getting so much more content just based off of those universes. Very much so, sir. I know uh, the Game of Thrones, uh, the Harry Potters, uh, all these, these different shows, movies. It, it's crazy. The Hobby, I know they have something else coming out. So, I mean, those are just things. They've set the standard that they could just keep building off of it, and people are going to watch it no matter what. So, I mean, who are we to complain? It's content. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then speaking of just a household name and just a, a universe that everyone is so immersed in, Star Wars, of course. We know that the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is coming out on um, Disney+. Plus. John Williams, famous composer. He's done all the Star Wars. He did a few of the Harry Potter movies. You've known him from Jaws. Um uh, I think Indiana Jones, he did mm-hmm. the original Olympic theme song, you know, that one. So he is co- coming back to compose the Obi-Wan Kenobi theme song uh, for the TV show. So that's pretty dope. I have no idea how, how old he is. He must have been kind of, you know, just I don't maybe 40s or 50s when he was doing the old, you know, 70s Star Wars movies because he's still doing things like 50 it's years later. So it's like, what the hell? What, what is this guy, 80 or not? I mean, we, we have to look that up. But like, how old is this guy still working, still composing some you know these scores it's amazing currently 90 years old 90 years old Jesus. and still working unbelievable wow that's is he, crazy is this something that he just came out just to like do this is, is Mar, uh disney paying him big money or is, i mean i don't think he's actively working if you will but for yeah, something true. Yeah, magnitude, right. i'd say you know confirms the legendary composer has created yeah you know highly anticipated Disney Plus. I mean, uh, why not, dude? Uh, they got the money to do it, and if he wants to come out and do it, I mean, look, he got us, he got our asses talking about it. So <laughs> it obviously worked. You know, 
I, I think that they, they knew what they were doing by bringing him back at 90 years young. So yeah. uh, congratulations yeah, to him. Yeah, because I'm almost positive he doesn't do the scores for Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett. So this was this might have been something special, you know. Uh, it is the Obi-Wan, so yeah. yeah. If I didn't mention it, he also did Home Alone, by the way. The first two Home Alone movies, he did the score for that. So oh, he's really? done he's done a lot. Oh, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. Um, did he do Back to the Future, too? I don't know. There's a long list of, of movies that he's done. But yeah, I mean, congratulations to him. He went to USC, too. So he fight on. He's a he's a Trojan. So that's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Sean, you Stranger Things guy. Oh, I certainly am, sir. So we finally get not one, but two, two premieres for this uh, show this year. So season four is a lot more episodes than it usually is. So the f- volume one of episodes premieres May 27th and volume two premieres five weeks later on july 1st so we're nice finally getting some it's gonna what's that that's at least two years right it at should least. be yeah so season four yeah i, I seen like just a sneak of the way we're doing it so a season four is gonna be like the two series type of thing mm-hmm. split in half and there is gonna be season five is the last one right oh okay i i, 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 I do not know that's that. the way they're doing it maybe i read that wrong but i did see the whole uh season four is gonna be split into two so because like, did, like did, ozark yeah I, I forget when season three premiered but it feels like season three premiered before dude, COVID hit. Dude, it was. I was just yeah. going to tell you that like when we were talking years. about it in pre-production. I mean, season three, uh, uh, I'd say 2018 July, maybe oh, man, <laughs> in, in the fall of 2018 going into 19. I mean, it was a while ago, I'd say. But um, So you guys are saying this is going to be in two separate parts. Uh, is it going to be six episodes each part, Mike? Eight? What are we um, looking I like? I could probably I could probably give that to you. Um, let me see. So July looks, 4th, 2019 was when the season three debuted. Oh, yeah. Was it? So it's, so it's going to be like three years. Jeez. It's crazy. Three years in between seasons. I knew it was. So uh, sorry. May 27th is episodes one, two, three, four and five. And then six, seven, eight and nine are July 1st. So still a short okay. season. But not Billy Bobby night. Brown's going to be looking pretty old in these <laughs> after three years. I mean, look at the look at all these little characters crazy, that we've man. seen grow up. How much mm-hmm. older they're going to look when we finally see them again on your uh, on Netflix coming up here. But like when when some of those shows and movies started filming in 2020, you know how they did everything over you know uh, Zoom and everything, and then they did their scenes separately. I'm sure they were filming something in 2020, and then all of it, uh, you know all. Uh, obviously excuse me in 2021 Mm -hmm. so i don't know what they will look older but not i don't know they'll find a way to try to make them look like they're gradually getting over older as they shouldn't have shown the yeah i mean you see pictures of them now i mean Mm -hmm. they have little young adults now (laughs) yeah i mean stranger things is good you know but it um unfortunately it's not a show that i am anticipated for every season like I love when Titans come out. I love when yeah. Snowfall and Mayans come out. Like I'm, Snowfall. I'm actually excited for those shows. You know, um, Stranger Things. I'll, like I'll get around to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to binge watch on May 27th. I'm not going to binge watch the first five and then July 1st binge watch the other four. No. Nah. So I mean, Stranger I'm, I'm, Things or Ozark type of guy. Oh, Ozark. Ooh, all the way. And I've only finished two seasons of Ozark, so it's Oof. like I, I, I'm only halfway into Ozark too, and I already like it more than Stranger Things. Yourself, oh, for sure. Treat yourself. Oh, it's wild, man. Yeah, I mean, it's Stranger Things is a good show, but it's not 
it's not as adult for me, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why that's kind of why I've been kind of gravitating towards the Doom Patrols and the you know like, like that's why I liked all the Netflix like Marvel shows. They were more they had cussing, they had more violence. They they're just more adult, you know. Does this so, hiatus kind of have the does does it lose the Stranger Things steam? I mean, having this long of a hiatus, will. I yeah, think for, it will. Yeah. yeah, for some people it will. For others, it's you know, I think it's people have go outgrown it. Media still, people have outgrown it. You know, I agree. Are all the are all the same characters coming back? Are you aware of that? I think it is the same characters. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. all the same characters. That, that'll, I mean, that'll keep continuity together and somewhat. I mean, they've been working too. I mean, one of the main kids he was in the uh, recent Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters movie yep. with Paul Rudd. So I mean, I think they've still been working. So yeah, but you know, finally it's here. You know, like I will get around to watching, and I'm sure it's going to be good. But yeah, it, that'll be good for sure. Um, what else? Uh, Peacemaker real quick season two has been confirmed I only watched the first episode it's it feels like a doom patrol to me like it's got some action it's silly as hell dumb you know it's like John Cena's Peacemaker (laughs) you've seen the second um, you know Suicide Squad it's him but it's just a show on it it, you know it's wacky it's funny it's stupid but I think it's worth watching especially if it's you know a lot of these seasons how they have they formatted lately you know it's eight episodes, 10 episodes. It's not Smallville. It's not Arrow or Flash where it's 23 episodes where you have to commit eight months of your life to watching mixed in with two or three long breaks, you know? Nice. I have so. not watched any. I've actually heard good things, though, and the description you just gave is actually what they're saying. It's like some action. Hell, it's just like silly, stupid, funny. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. For fans, if, if you've liked Doom Patrol, you'll love Peacemaker, I think. That's what I'm like telling people. So have you have you watched Doom Patrol? Oh, I love Doom Patrol. Well, then you're gonna love Peacemaker. Or you, I don't like Doom Patrol because it's like too far out there or too like silly, stupid. Then you might not like Peacemaker, but I would still give it a try. You know, Peacemaker has that suicide 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 <laughs> squad vibes to it. Su- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that second one was pretty funny, though. I'll admit. Where we actually oh, saw, yeah. you know, Peace where he yeah. came from. Well, it so. was okay, actually, yeah. Yeah, it was better than the first one, I think. Definitely, 100% yeah. better. Yeah. Um, the last kind of small piece of news, I mean, because I know neither of us watched it. We're a little bit too older for this show. But longtime running cartoon Arthur finally concludes after 25 years. So you had people who were, mm, I want to say maybe five years younger than us. Maybe in between my brother's age and my sister's age, like they kind of they might have grown up on PBS and watching Arthur, but it finally concludes. And I think one of the I was reading the article, one of the last scenes of the episode, they fast forward like 20 years and they kind of show Arthur and what he's doing with his life and like the other you know characters. Mm-hmm. Like one got one kid becomes a teacher, the other person ends up like working or owning a sneaker store, like a shoe store or something. So I forget what what becomes of Arthur. But yeah, so I mean, they kind of give it a nice little send off, you know, like, oh, what happened? Kind of like the Harry Jeez, Potter. Man. How they fast forward like 10 years and they show them them taking their kids to, to the Hogwarts Express. It, it, it kind of felt like that, I, I guess. Those shows, man, that, I mean, they were around like almost when we were like, you know, younger, the Blues Clues, mm-hmm. the Arthurs, all those, man, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yes. Arthur, yeah, we were what? So that's nine years old for me and you, Sean. Yeah. So that's that, that's when it uh, premiered. So nine years old, I mean, we were watching, we were like still into Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but then we were first starting to get into, I think, Rugrats and Hey Arnold and all those shows started premiering. So once we got of, network, we're getting yeah. the final years of elementary and into junior high. I think those those shows started to premiere. So, but yeah, man. Arthur Mark? made for some good memes. Good memes from Arthur. Get some good memes, man. Fist. Uh, yeah, can't, 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 yeah, the fist can't go too bad with the memes, but <laughs> yeah, the fist, the fist is the one at work. Like That's whenever we you know one. see something, we pisses us off. We just send each other the shaking fist. <laughs> 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 it's pretty funny. Yeah. So, um, I mean, uh, uh, rest in peace, Arthur. I guess. <laughs> uh, just uh, what's the longest standing now? What keeps going? I mean, how many years is Family Guy now? They've been going on for a while. South Simpsons. Park. Simpsons is still on. Simpsons still. Well, I know Simpsons. Simpsons is like what 80, 90, 89 Simpsons. Something I like think? that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then I think live action. It's got to be like what Supernatural. Supernatural was like sixteen long time. Seventeen seasons. Like Supernatural premiered towards the final couple seasons of Smallville. That's when that premiered. Freaking Ooh. crazy, right? And then you have uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Even though those are shorter seasons, only half an hour episodes, they've still been going for like 15 seasons now. You know why, though, right? Except it's trash, man. Trash, man. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And then the final piece of news I have, I have that we can kind of talk more into. It's not just like a headline, but no more masks in Disneyland. I think it's all but done. So I think L.A. is... One of the, you know, the big cities still there in California who are like pretty, pretty strict on masks. But if you're if you go into Orange County, if you go into uh, Anaheim, into the, you know, confines of Disneyland, I think you're good, which is crazy. Well, ever since the jackass mayor Garcetti got caught with (laughs) an overweight man with HIV without a mask on, you know, going against all his mandates while, like I always mention. My kid still has to wear a mask, but Mr. Newsom's going to revisit that on the 28th, guys. So we'll see what happens. But oh, no, um, yeah, nice. fingers crossed there. That's good for Disneyland. That's good for the big bad mouse. But I'm sure it didn't come at uh, uh, no cost to you guys, to anybody visiting. They probably uh, they, they they let the mask mandates uh, go, go, but they probably raised the price another ten dollars to get in, dude. <laughs> I right, know, right. hidden fees and taxes. Hey, ser- seriously though, real real question: How much is it now for like a day single park? Are you looking one sixty, one seventy? Okay, so right before they shut down, right? So right before they shut down in March of twenty twenty, one fifty. No, no, they had just announced that they were just about to, or they just had raised it to two hundred a day. What? Right before on, COVID For hit, one park? For a park hopper. Oh. One day, so one day park hopper was $200. They had announced <laughs> that like, right man. before COVID hit. So, we're, oh. so I'm thinking to myself, like, what was it? You know, like I told you guys, you know, we went on the website that we use, you know, for our vacation. What and, is that, by the way? You're going to text that to me because I need to get Casey's first Disneyland trip. So you yeah. need to text me what that website is, man. Uh, yeah, it's just getawaytoday.com. Very, very nice group of people out of uh, Utah. You know, so, you know, Art really, City. Really, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, the price of our vacation before COVID was right around the same, maybe $15, $20 more expensive um, to do it um, after COVID or like, you know, during or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it was four days in the park, park hopper. In the pack? Yep. Four day park hopper for not only me and my wife, but now my daughter since she had already turned three during COVID. So now we have to actually pay for her. Um, and the five nights in the hotel, and it was like right under 2000 
So it's, it's, not, it's not too bad. And I know you mentioned that if you uh, did it the other way, everything individually would have been like foot damn near double the price probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, where they get you is like travel, right? If you're if you have the means yeah. to drive, then you drive. You oh, know? Yeah, no it's, doubt. It's it's not bad, especially where, like where I live now. It, t- it took me like five hours to get there. Like I'm already down into L.A. in around four hours, if not less. And then, you know, so like for us going to Disney World, that's where they get you. They get you on the plane rides, you know. Like for me, my wife, and having to get my son a plane ticket just because he needs he would need a seat, it's like fifteen hundred bucks just for the flight. So as far as going to Disney World, it's like, damn man, like I almost paid as much to go to Disneyland our whole trip last time just to get to Florida. Just the flights, oh, yeah. just to get to Florida. So, I mean, but it becomes more and more enticing with all these little parks opened up. Me, me, my wife, and my daughter watched a little, you know, like one of those. Um, channels that we started following you know they do the walkthrough of all the parks and stuff uh-huh. you know we got fomo during covid they recently opened up i think it's a uh, it's attached to legoland in orlando but it's a peppa pig theme park and it's and it's for kids like six years old and younger and they got like one little mini roller coaster they have and it's all themed off peppa pig they got like grandpa pigs uh, garden they have yeah it, it's it's pretty cool like we could definitely spend at least three to four hours in there with both little kids. So it makes it more and more enticing. And we want, like we want to go. It's like, Oh, now we're gonna have to make it like a week and a half long trip. Cause you gotta go to, Dis- that, you gotta go to Disney oh, world yeah. like three, four days. Then you gotta go to universal Orlando. Cause you have to like experience everything that they have that Hollywood does not like Harry Potter. Uh, the Harry Potter land is like on steroids compared to Hollywood. And then you have, you know, Legoland if you want to go there and the Peppa Pig. So it's like, Oh my God, all these freaking. And then my coworker, he's from Florida. And he's like, oh, yeah. Then you have Bush Gardens and you have freaking there's a theme park called Gatorland. Like there's it's nothing. But, I'm seeing yeah, like a five thousand right? dollar trip go to right there. 500, right? Mm-hmm. What? I'm seeing like a five thousand dollar trip right there. Oh, at least. Yeah, at, at least. But yeah, but I mean, you know, no masks is good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about Finally taking my daughter coming, coming yeah. back to some sense of normalcy around these damn areas. Well, and but you know, it, I think it all depends on where you are, right? Like the city of Anaheim, the Orange County, it's different from LA. You know, Oakland up here in Alameda County. That's I right. just got um, my daughter just got invited to like Disney on Ice this weekend, like this Sunday. So if she goes, she needs to obtain a negative test. Yeah, a four-year-old. Fortunately, because, because she's not vaccinated. To go where? To go to Disney, Disney on Ice. Yeah, and then she has to wear her masks. At all city times, to city, county to county, it's so wild, it's like bro. it's Disney, but it's still the city in the of Oakland County of Alameda. Oh. So it's all you know. So, um, you know, one day we'll be like England because uh, Boris or whatever his name it's is, Boris Johnson. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Johnson. He just got on the mic yesterday and said that England is uh, soon to bit. just like Spain. We're gonna treat it like the flu. We're gonna get all all the mandates and all the regulation, COVID regulations. So, and I mean. Hit. And his hair couldn't be any more wackier when he it's announced it. It's always wacky, either, so. bro. It's, all... <laughs> it's always like all over the place. It looks dude. like he looks like friggin' Gary Busey in Rookie of the Year, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there's guys, a lot of what do you guys? What, what do you guys think about this? About the whole, you know, Disneyland, and you think it's kind of like, like why? Because like everywhere else, we, you know, especially in California, we still have to. It's still kind of annoying, right? <laughs> no, we don't. They dropped I mean, it. Newsome. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Gruesome Newsome finally did something that, uh, you know, 
you can applaud him for. He finally dropped the mandate. But um, I've been going. I mean, coming back from Nevada, you're no one's really wearing masks out there. Mm-hmm. A couple people, but you know, I'd say maybe like ten percent, fifteen percent of people out there maybe in casinos wearing masks. But even out here, I'd say probably. Uh, I'd probably say, what do you guys say? Because I've actually been seeing some people around here in the, you know, you know, inner Bay Area cities, like kind of, I wouldn't say 50-50, but probably 30, 70-30, but 70% probably still wearing masks, 30%. It's probably closer to 50-50, like out here where I live. Yeah, It's definitely. probably closer to 50 Like there's still plenty of people who are inside Safeway or Walmart or Target still wearing masks, um, but uh, right before the Omicron, you know, outbreak and all these people getting sick and stuff, they s- finally took the, you know, mask signs off all of these gas station places and in and, and Safeway stuff. And then they put them back up saying, even if you're vaccinated, we recommend you wear this recommend. mask, right? Yeah. And sure enough, I went to Safeway today. We went to Walmart la- and Target last week and the gas station a couple of days ago and all those uh, papers are now off ever since that they lifted those mandates. So now it's like, yeah. all right, cool. People are still wearing them, you know, like a lot of employees are still wearing them. Like when we went to where we go, we picked up dinner um, a couple of days ago. They're all still wearing masks inside. So, yeah, yeah it's just on preference, you know, I guess. And, it you know, be on preference is that you know, said the perfect word. Should yeah. Be preference. Yeah. So. But the one thing that doesn't separate us that brings us together are comic books. And before yeah. we get into the books, let me give you guys a quick. Actually, you know what? I'll save that. I'll save the little nugget that I got for you guys later. I mean, if you guys want, let's get into some books, I guess. Um, yeah, for get sure. All, get so, away from yeah, all the, yeah. the negativity because, know, you know, right? COVID's about to be gone anyway because now we got uh, Ukraine uh, getting oh. invaded and whatnot. <laughs> I know. So we got know, right? other other distractions and the market's bleeding out. So hopefully Putin, Putin stuck the knife in the market. Hopefully he doesn't... Uh, he doesn't twist it, right? So yeah. we'll see. But um, let's get so into some more. So whether you're Russian, stuff. whether you're Ukrainian, whether you wear a mask or not, your eyes still work the same. So you can still read comic books. Have we so ever had co- any downloads in Ukraine or Russia, Mike? Has the great city um, of Kiev ever? Uh, uh, I Moscow. Believe, Dynamo I believe Kiev. Both. I believe both, yes. St. Petersburg. And right? isn't, the, isn't, the, isn't the UCL final supposed to be in Russia? They've already uh, announced today they're going to change it. They're already announcing. We'll talk about that later in sports. Get into I the comic. As kind of okay, should. so DC this week, tomorrow the 23rd, Detective Comics 1054 rolls on with their weekly smasher of a hit. Action Comics 1040, Robin 11, Catwoman 40, and the Human Target number 5. Marvel gives us Amazing, amazing Spider-Man. I did not write down the number. I think it's like 89 or 90. Uh, Dark Ages 5, Miles Morales Spider-Man 35, X Deaths of Wolverine 3, Strange Academy for me and Sean, number 16, and a new book, Ghost Rider, is back with a number one. Image gives us Saga 56, Department of Truth 16, Monstrous 37, and Two Moons, number 10. Boom Studios, Berserker is back. It's not on my list. I don't know if you guys still get it, but Berserker, number seven, and House of Slaughter, number five. And finally, one of our favorite small-time publishers, AWA, gives us Out, number five, and Telepaths, number six. All right, guys. So this week I read books from a couple weeks ago. Uh, fortunately for this week, I'm only getting like five books. So hopefully next week I can read the eight that I got from 
last week and then catch up on these ones. So I don't know. Fingers crossed by the time we record next week on, I think it would be March 1st, that hopefully I would have close to being caught up. If I can get some luck and I can read like the eight that I got. Um, oh, no, never mind. I still have. No, it'll be. No. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. I have this stack right here behind me. And then I have the stack that I just got in the mail from last week. So I still have two. So maybe in the next two or three weeks, I'll be caught up because I'm only getting five this week. So same with me with Mike said. So, I mean, just a few quick hitters uh, before we get into the ones that we actually talk, talk, talk about Avengers tech on. Um, That was a six issue miniseries. That was pretty cool. It was more like um, it was actually pretty cool. It was like based in Japan. So it was a lot of like it it, it looked like manga style um, art. It's pretty cool. Um, not something that I would pick up because it actually hinted at like another story. It was pretty cool. Um, let's see. Noctera. Oh, Noctera is back from Image Comics. Scott Snyder, Tony S. Daniel, number uh, issue number seven, the next arc of the story. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Fantastic Four Life Story, uh, number six. The f- sixth and final issue of that miniseries was the 2010s. That was a really, really good book. Followed them from when they became the Fantastic Four in in the 1950s and a new spin on what happens in their lives uh, every decade, including a huge battle with Galactus. Uh, The final seventh and final issue of Joker, the puzzle box, pretty good. Again, leaves it open for like a part two. I wouldn't get it then. Uh, Let's see. And then read that thing through what uh, Joker puzzle box. Yeah, Yeah. it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, a lot of investigative work, a lot of like, oh, crap, it could have happened. This could have happened. And then like to to see how it what really happened. And it was kind of like a bummer, uh, to eight, be honest. Eight out of ten, seven and a half, seven. Um, I'd give it a six and a half. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I didn't um, continue. You're not on it, Mark, anymore. But Scumbag just came out. It was uh, again like it wasn't it wasn't a horrible issue. Right. So but it is. I'm getting I'm getting close to where you are, where you got to a point where, you know, I could be spending more time on other things. So I'm getting to the point. I might give it until the end of this arc. If this was the end of an arc, I have to double check. But I'm Which pretty one? sure uh, scumbag. Oh, yeah, yeah. But in I will tell you this in this month's previews, the one we just gave orders for scumbag was not in it. So I'm wondering if it's taking another break or if it's going to be done after 13 or 14 issues. So we shall see. Um, and that's pretty much it for like the one hitters. Uh, what do you guys got? You guys want to get into anything? Uh, you know, what's the book that I, uh, uh, sorry, Sean, let me ask something to Mike real no, quick. Bro, I, no apologies. I didn't get to get much into previews so much this week. I saw, I mean, this month I saw the DC, the Marvel ones. I want to talk about the Marvel ones, but I want to ask you about the DC Tom King. He's has a book that he's coming out with right again. That was in this previews DC connect. I think it's like a six issue. I'm trying mm-hmm. to – I forgot the name of it, but I'm looking forward to that. So I just wanted to throw that yeah, out. Yeah, it was in either this this month's issue or last month's issue. Yeah. But yes. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a Tom King fan, he's going to be coming out with another book. I believe this one's going to be a shorter six mini on top of uh, Batman Catwoman that he is finishing and the human target top of mm-hmm. you know the strange adventures and whatnot but just great great stuff coming out of mr tk so be on the lookout for that one just i wanted to say it um you know saw it on previews and just thought i'd share it but go ahead sean if not uh i got something to say about marvel but go ahead no i know uh 
I do catch up on those books that Mike mentioned uh, on 2-9 to where we have some books to talk about together. I actually still got some of the OG books, Mike, which I actually question why I still do. I still get Darth Vader, which I read that and it was eh. Uh, Alien. Are you still getting Alien, Mike? I am. That was I read Alien number this was nine. Nine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's still it's still OK. The, it's the, still oh, like, God. Yeah. Readable. It's OK. Yeah. I mean, how was dude like all those people in the church? Just totally brainwashed. Just like, nope, we're going to go ahead and, you know, and and pray to this. And then, you know, oh, my God, and we're going to be saved. Um, Yeah, no, all those aliens are going to freaking kill you. Um, Just to cut in real quick, Sean, is uh, Mark, is that Batman killing time? I, yeah, something like that. It's just a Batman book, I believe. Yeah, it's a three villains, one dark knight, and a deadly heist gone wrong. Looks oh, like yes, yes. Looks like it's Killer Croc, Penguin, and Riddler slash Catwoman. He was it was based when he was younger, right? Up and coming. I, mm-hmm, I believe mm-hmm. so. So yeah, yeah. Just go, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Alien number nine, definitely one of the few Marvel books, no problem, that I can still continue to read, just like Strange Academy. Yes, sir. Uh, I did read for two nine also Joker number twelve. You read that? Um, I did. I think we're I think we're talking about the same. <laughs> I think we're talking about the same. Um, okay, want to make here. sure. Um, so yeah, so this is what I was uh, saying. Yeah, I know we read a lot of the same books. I specifically wanted to read a lot of the books from two nine that we uh, collected. No, Joker got. twelve was from last week, wasn't it? No, it shows uh, a week before two nine. Let me see. Um, we Joker two nine. twelve. I'm on uh, the League of uh, Comic oh, Book Geeks. As I'm you know what? See it. Yeah, I was totally wrong because I forgot that I still had yet to get last week's um, stack in. So actually, the books that I did read. Batman 120, Detective Comics 1051. It was from the second, so I apologize. No, no apologies. I know. So I did yeah. read the I did read the Alien Nine, but I didn't get to read, um, you know, Detective Comics 1052. 1052. Joker uh, I 12. Didn't read, I didn't read Joker 12, and I haven't gotten to Batman Catwoman, Catwoman number 10. 10 yet. Yeah, didn't get okay. that one yet. So that will be next week. Sorry. And it's not, brother. It's all good. Let me see the second. Uh, yeah, Alien. Mark, are you still getting Moon Knight? I am. I'm still writing it out. Um, so how was number eight from a week decent. or two ago? Yeah. It's, um, I mean, they're kind of introducing another character. It's kind of oh, okay. like a, a Moon Knight, but it's a darker side of a Moon Knight, but still kind of like within the same fist of the Khonshu. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, Khonshu or whatever, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to give Marvel another, like, chances, you know what I mean? And that's actually what I was going to say when. Sean, when I uh, Sean started mentioning the books, but I met, I saw that in previews, and I know we mentioned it before, but they're kind of like in a revamp. Marvel is right, the Amazing Spider-Man sending it back to number one. Yep, you know, I'm getting that. I seen Captain America also as well, right? And I think there's like another one as well. Daredevil. Daredevil. Thank you. Yeah, yeah Daredevil. And then I told you that it's coming off of the heels of Devil's Reign. Reign. And I'm really mm-hmm. into the Devil's Reign stuff right now, you know. Yeah, you should I whole, think it's the same writer, so you should probably get Daredevil. The, the Wilson Fist. So the so it's going to be Chip Sardaski cuz that's the writer for Devil's mm-hmm. Reign. Mhm. So he's going to be the he's going to be on the Matt Murdock story. I'm almost positive, yes. Uh, Mr. Murdock is the man. So that's what I was trying to tell you. What I noticed as I was going through the Marvel's preview a couple nights ago, I said, "Hmm, okay." Um you know, as much as Marvel's books have been more negative than positive, in my opinion, compared to the movies and the shows and films and whatnot. But, you know, they're trying to revamp Amazing Spider-Man. I think that all three of us should probably get on that, see how 
that story goes. Uh, the Captain America stuff that I've actually been reading, starting with like you know the, the United States of Captain America, this one now that I'm reading with the collaboration with uh, uh, Captain America and Iron Man, that one's pretty fun. You know, I'm I know I don't know. Uh, Mister Rogers is kind of uh, you know entertaining in a way, so I, I think I might pick up that number one too and see how that one goes. You know, I picked up the number one, the Hulk. Uh, it was the Donny Cates, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the Hulk that just came out. Uh, I did not continue it. It was all right. I've got a Kate story before. It was decent. You know, I don't know if I'm so much into his writing uh, as much as I am to other uh, writers yeah. and whatnot. But I mean, um, it seems like Donny Cates. We've picked up and we've dropped a lot of stories. You know, yes. like you got like you got crossover and then dropped it. Mm-hmm. Um, him and the old writer of immortal hulk they switched so he's now on venom and then um so and then he's on hulk me and sean both dropped thor you know so it's so mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna try those three depending on how they go i'll probably mm-hmm. drop moon knight you know if i don't like how it's going i just wanted to stick with it because i am trying i am trying to try to get maybe into these shows with you maybe trying to start with the moon knight maybe because i'm reading it and i you know, I'm kind of trying to work my way into it, but you know, Moon Knight really isn't the best. Uh, it's not the worst, but we'll see. I, I, I'm thinking that the Captain America number one that's going to come up, the you know, the Amazing Spider-Man, and probably the uh, Daredevil story is probably going to be uh, a lot better, in my opinion. I'm you know, Mark, that makes me so happy to hear very, that. Very, very. Oh my God, I can't, I can't wait. The show. Oh. <laughs> and there's so many, and there's so many, you know, the. Don't get oh, so, too many, excited. so many other characters. I, I know, but there yeah, might give just you the, one. The ethos and just the <laughs> personality of yeah, just the ethos of those characters and the personality of all the villains and characters. It, they they dissect it more in these shows. You know, you can only see so much on a comic book and read so much and kind of picture in your mind. But then when you can see it on the screen, man, some of it's a, some of it's better than the reading. We've we've read some really really good books, but when they and, can put the same story on the silver screen or on your TV screen, man. And it could be coming on the heels of that little news that I got for you, but you guys still have to wait for that, fans, because oh, we are going to talk <laughs> about this book here. I'm, I'm making them wait, huh? I'm blue balling the fans with this uh, with this uh, little news. Did um real quick did and did any of you guys get Monkey Prince number one? I had I it in my it. hand. I, did I had it. I had it's, it in um, my hand. Nah, it's a nah. It's, it's, it's a nah. I it's, had it in my it's hand. It's set in Gotham, so I mean, like you see Batman in it, you see like uh, Penguin and stuff. So it's set in Gotham City, but I'm oh, good. Uh, <laughs> it looked like the, it looked like that. It, it had that. It had that feeling to me of a number one that could have had a little bit of interest if you had yeah. a first printing, but um, I had it in my hand. Decided to put it back. Uh, a lot better stories that I'm reading, like this one that I just mentioned, King of Spies. From Image, man, what a! It's a really, really fun book. You know, it's kind of funny because t- I read all three of those books. I mentioned that I was going to read King of Spies, I was going to read the Last Himeros, the Bond, um, mm. the number five, and that I was going to read the Fourth Man. So as I get to the third book that I'm reading, I'm like, dude, I pretty much just read like all three in a row, like spy stories, like detective, oh, yeah. like murderous type stuff. But yeah, King of Spies, real good. You know the 
you know, the protagonist, the guy has, a, you know, he goes to the doctor, finds out he's got like a terminal illness. The dude was just a mastermind type, you know, detective, uh, sniper, just, you know, just whatever agent. This dude could do whatever. So he just basically says, I ain't got nothing to live. I'm just going to expose these fools. And you got stories like the Epstein's in there. He's got all these little, you know, gadgets that he goes and just like gets like some of the world's most dirtiest and, you know, corrupt billionaires and millionaires. And just he's just exposing all this and he's just taking out these people. And it's just he's running away. His son hates him. His son is one of the behind one of the teams that's trying to capture him, but his son can't even get him. And he's just, you know, super spy detective. Uh, man, it's it's on the third issue right now. But, you know, it's I think it's going to be pretty damn good going forward. So I think it's probably six issues. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Nice. So a lot of the, you know, I want to get into a little conversation on the side, if I will. But if you have anything to say about King of Spice, I don't know if you guys are reading it, but a little conversation that I was talking about with Alex, you know, he said when we were talking about all these books and remembering everything about them and all the little fine details and minutia that we have to read within these stories. Right. And even Alex is like, oh, no, you're right. You know, like. Back in the day, like a lot of these books, you would get them like monthly, whatever it is, and they would be kind of like one shot type of deals like in the 50s, 60s, 70s. He said like now the books are kind of made to be read as like trades, you know, paperbacks and whatnot, like as in bigger you know, stories, because as you're reading, it's like, I mean, me, I get so like caught up. Like I said, I'm reading all these detective stories and, you know, a lot. That's kind of like my niche kind of. I kind of gravitate to those type of stories, I guess. Um, And I'm just reading so many of them, but they kind of get like all intertwined. But, you know, it's just it's it's crazy how books nowadays are such like longer stories than just getting one shots over the next month. It's like, oh, Peter Parker goes against this villain. And it's like one it's like a long one shot. And that's like, okay, you read it, you enjoy it. And then boom, the next the very next the very next month it's like a whole nother one shot you don't have to like keep remembering and going back mm-hmm. in the story it's like it's really like you're reading like a movie or like a show you know you have to like really i mean i don't know it's like i don't know if i i kind of like maybe some to be more like one shots but i think that's why they give us annuals i don't know it's just something that i was thinking about yeah. you guys want to give your thoughts on it well, and then like if you if you if you're chomping at the bit and you need to see what happens in the next issue, you're going to spend more money because if you get, you know, a lot of these stories that come out, uh, in a trade, you have a six issue arc in a trade. That's like, that's like nine 99. But if you're paying $3 more, you know, every issue, you're paying nearly twice as much for every issue and every single week or every single month. Right. When in fact, you, if you just wait and not really look up any sites or talk to any other fellow comic book readers or listen to this great, amazing podcast, you know, um, you know, you can save 60% of your money. And I think maybe what brought that up is because I think what brought that up is because I was talking about how I've been kind of saving. I've been saving my detectives because we're getting them weekly now. Right, Mike? So I've Mm -hmm. been saving them kind of in the other week, the other, the other week I had like four of them saved up and I read like three or four of them in a row. 
I got two of them right now, and I'm thinking that I'm probably not going to read those two until I pick up my new books on Friday. So then that's going to give me three. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of enjoying of reading Detective because, as you guys well know, and I'm sure the listeners of this podcast know as well, that Detective is probably my favorite story right now, like ongoing, big, you know, big publisher, big, big character type book. So um, the fact that I get to read it like this, I really enjoy Tamaki and how she's been writing the shit out of this story. And just uh, I enjoyed reading it kind of as a trade, as weird as that sounds, because I didn't think I'd be like a trade paperback reader. But I mean, I, I seem to enjoy it. But uh, I know we'll you're see. getting it weekly, though. I actually like that idea, too. I don't think mm-hmm. I got other than that. That might be the only book that I probably get weekly and I don't do it. But actually thinking about that, like that actually kind of is a good idea because it's like what you said. It's almost like a movie. It's, it's reading it as a trade. Everything's right there. So, no, I, I actually like that idea. But and it, to what I mean, Mike especially said, with these Batman and detective books, they're so good. The the ink looks so good. It the, is actually the drawing is, the you best. know, the they artist. Are the best drawn. They're the best, you know, so they are. And it's not just like, oh, Mike likes Batman. It's DC. No, they actually are. When I look at like the Joker books, all the Batman books, they are easily just the most crisp. And yeah, yep. you love the but, smell of them, too, huh? I mean, even uh, action comics, they're on War World right now. It's amazing art. So let's get into the final. I think it's the final two books of the week. Uh, Batman 120. So finally, Abyss like reveals himself. And it's weird, too, because now it's revealed that, you know, Lex Luthor is funding Batman Incorporated. But then Abyss mm-hmm. is with Batman Incorporated at the end. And they want him, the, uh, Batman, to join him to kill Lex Luthor. Uh, Batman's still blind. You know, getting some help from the detective or the, you know, the the other cop. So it's a decent story. But, you know, of course, the reason why I bring this one up before Detective is because I think that this one is inferior to Detective Comics. Batman, uh, written by Josh Williamson. Nothing wrong with it. I'm not going to get on our, you know, <laughs> late, our late arc uh, flash rants, you know, whatever. But, it, you know, it's good. But it's not his fault that, you know, Tamaki is what like what you said mark writing the shit out of detective right now and it's also not his fault that his two predecessors also wrote the shit out of the very know, very true yeah tiny you know, and tiny we're having yeah and t- you know williamson has big shoes to fill and you know what I, I as i go through previews sometimes as well i see williamson's name pop up a lot so he's got a lot of work going in dc and that whole universe so he, you know, say what you will about him. I don't know if that kind of hinders his performance on writing a better Batman story. We'll see how it goes forward. But, you know, that Joshua Williamson cat is kind of like a lot like that Donnie Cates cat to me sometimes, you know, kind of start off and kind of just have to like kind of withers away. But how am I going to just wither away Batman? It's almost impossible. Right. So, yeah. you know, come on, Mr. J Dove, just uh, step it up a little bit here now. Yeah. You know, we, we sticking with you. The comic <laughs> bookies podcast, we sticking with you. We'd like to have you on one time. So uh, let us know, baby. But uh, one love. To round out the comics, let's get into um, Mr. Psycho Pirate and Detective Comics. So for me, 1051. So, Mark, you said last week, like, oh, you like 1050? Where it kind of revealed him. Oh, like, yeah. I remember like I like told 10, you. Like, you're in, like, yeah. 1051 then. So the whole mystery of why all of these people at the new Arkham Tower are so docile and so calm is because of Psycho Pirate. Yes, sir. And sure enough, they, they make him, they load him with coffee, energy drinks, and different caffeine pills and everything. And he, he just can't seem to stay awake. 
so that's, he falls asleep, and that's, that's all <laughs> hell breaks loose. What's his name? <laughs> Tobias Ware. That little sneaky Tobias. little. Right? It's so weird. Like Tobias Ware. It's so close to Tobias Whale, the like main villain of Black Lightning. Yeah, I mean, oh, so it is. It, it's so weird how the how the name is Tobias and then W, and even it sounds Whale Ware. It's like, well, I mean. So me, well, that, mean, that means that choice. me and you and ca- are cut are caught up on detective then because that was oh, the last you, detective okay. that I've read as well. The re- last detective I read was actually because I thought Mike was on two nine. I actually did read ten fifty two today. Okay, so so the so you read the one with like it's all re- kind of red. It's Wait, all red, so, yeah. So you hopped on detective. Mm-hmm. What? That makes me, when? That makes me that makes me so happy, dude. Too, Sean. What? You, yeah, I got uh ten. You secretly hopping on, and the then I got ten fifty two, and I picked up ten fifty three this past week. I think this week it oh, came out. You're gonna love it. It's yeah. the best book. So when did I, you hop on? Just at ten fifty. You didn't or, hop or, on or, during or, the video. Or months ago. Uh, I think it was probably during the whole baby thingy. Just <laughs> just going in and getting it. To be honest. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, yes, welcome, it, it, welcome it is, to the detective family, Sean. And it yeah. easily is definitely like another one. Like even just looking at actually right now at ten fifty three with Penguin in front, just like looking at like the front page, it's like mm-hmm. it's badass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love how it's they're introducing so many new characters, you know, to like this Arkham Tower, but at the same time, you classically have Penguin on the side, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, Oh when man, and, and then Nakano's in deep, you know. Oh, and then I meant to say something to you, Sean. Um, or did we say this two weeks ago when you were on? Um, the Doctor, Chase Meridian. Yep, you see, oh. uh, Doctor Meridian. Did you? Did we talk about that two weeks ago? Like, like what that character's, like where she's from? I don't know if we talked about it, but I know I just read so her ten fifty two a little so while Ch- ago. Yeah, so Chase Meridian, the blonde, the doctor. Yes. That is a psychiatrist, right? Yeah, that's Nicole yeah. Kidman's uh character in Batman Forever. That's Chase Meridian. Oh, okay, in the, okay, okay. In the Val Kilmer one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So it's it's pretty cool how yeah, they're all in the She's a real room. character. Yeah, no, she's a real character. So just like Vicky Vale, you know. Um, but yeah, dude, like, it's so funny. Like, right when he like falls asleep, all the pills are around him, and then the dude stabs the orderly. Like, <laughs> that's classic. <laughs> oh man, dude, and then Nightwing, dude, the um, what's her name? The the one who scratches and claws the crap out of you. Yeah, she knew, she knew who Nightwing was. She was like, I remember you, little baby bat boy. Do you remember oh, me? Yeah. What the hell? I know that's pretty crazy. I know. But yeah, I mean, it's it's going good so far. Um, he finally got him to wait. He's all, damn it, what Roger. Do you think, what do you think this Arkham, Arkham, Arkham Tower uh, is going to accumulate to, Mike? Another failed attempt, you know? Because it's all based off a lie. It's all psycho pirate, you know? So it's all just gonna are we come, are we getting too much Arkham? Are we getting too much Arkham besides the Arkham Knight that we want, and we're not getting there? But we're getting hope, all, all all the rest of Arkham. I just hope that we we soon find out uh, the person that, that that who he's working for. You know, like who Tobias. the whole the, the whole mastermind is behind all mm-hmm. of this, right? And then we kind of go forward with that person. How you know? big is Nakano's role in all this, Mike? 
It has Dawn. to be big. He's in every issue since 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 Vol or whatever his name was. Maybe he's the psycho pirate with that patch. No, I know. I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, but that's, I think, the end of the comic book section of the podcast. I have one more. I can't Ooh, tease the fans and I'll give them to them. Man. Oh, that's right. Go ahead. So for all of us, and thank you once again for our sponsor, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California, once again, for giving us the opportunity to always be able to read all these books and contribute to these numbers, these worldwide growth that has been coming in. In the comic book world, in 2020, all-time highs of 1.28 billion comics. And a lot of it is due because of the, you know, pandemic and, uh, you know, everything being shut down and whatnot. But, you know, people kind of did turn to uh, comic books, you know. They saw a huge growth. Sales in adult graphic novels more than doubled in 2021. One publisher said it was the biggest year yet. Quote, while television production kind of shut down, the rise in reading in books and comics actually increased, said Jessica Sang, international book historian. This is coming out of, I think, a local KRTV.com. But I pulled up a couple uh, stories that kind of have the same uh, mantra to it. So, yeah, it's just credits to the popularity and graphic novels during the pandemic. A lot of artists and writers from all over the world, as we can attest to also here. Uh, Mike, we always talk about those Brazilian artists that we see from like AWA, Spain. You got me that Europa, Batman. You know, we also, you know, it's, it's, it, it, this comic book game really is worldwide. So, uh, you know, the top selling graphic novel from the beginning of 2021 was from the Japanese superhero series, My A Hero Academia, mm-hmm. which was one of the most in demand animes of the year. Mike, you heard of it. Mm-hmm. Other experts. Yeah. Other experts say anime is one of the driving forces behind the growing popularity of graphic novels, and specifically who, Mike, from Japan? Manga. <laughs> that yeah, subgenre manga. of graphic novels saw... Listen to this, guys. That subgenre of graphic novels saw a growth of 171% in 2021 compared to 2020. That amounts to a little bit of more than 24 million books sold last year. So anime is huge. The oh, Japanese yeah. culture is loving it. Um, I'm sure people in America and all over the world are loving it. So, yeah, dude, I, I'm I'm happy, happy to hear this because I think that when we first started doing this podcast that we were scared that, you know, comic book readers were going down. And I, who was saying, like, there's only 100,000 comic book readers and whatnot worldwide and there's not too – everyone just watches the movies and that could still hold some weight. But in my opinion, seeing articles like this for more than a couple sources here, I'm just uh, excited to see that. What do you guys think? And fans as well, let us know. Comments, uh, you know, let us know on social media. What do you guys think? Are you guys excited that well, uh, comic mean- book reading is up? I mean, worldwide. finally it caught up, you know, people f- forced to stay at home for a while. So they're finally, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. If I can't mm-hmm. go out and do certain things, what have I been missing in my life? You know, and then so they're picking up these trade paperbacks. Like, what did I do? Like, especially throughout the pandemic, whenever I would go into Treasure Island, I would always say, you know what, like, I'm going to go ahead. You know, I'm, I'm spending a little bit less. Like if I had a week where I only had five books, I'd go ahead and pick up, you know, this issue or this volume of walking dead or whatever, or I go on eBay and I'd find, you know, this, this, and that I find the first, you know, five volumes of deadly class. And someone was just 
just collecting dust and stuff. So people took advantage of that. And so whether they go into their local comic book stores or on eBay or like however they're consuming it, it it's all good news to me. That doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, it's funny because we talked about it. Movies are big. Movies are the popular thing as to a degree. doesn't surprise anybody. But yeah, once like the COVID thing especially hit, I knew people would be reading more. And naturally, people will likely probably be getting into comics slowly. And how you just brought up the whole uh, Japanese aspect to it, Mark, with the, with the manga you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. No surprise there because anime is freaking huge even the ceo of barnes and noble is attesting to a bringing in foot traffic to their stores from younger from younger uh demographic i mean we see it every month right we flip through our previews book and at the very end right when you pass like xenoscope like that's like the last alphabetical you know in alphabetical order it's the last publisher of comic books and when you flip the page boom there's manga there's always a whole, whole always, manga section right after like the normal like American yeah. comic books. Oh yeah, so it's huge. It's another huge section in previews. Yeah, I mean, even before you bringing that up, I never thought about that aspect. But like, duh, it's like this doesn't surprise me at all. I'm sure he's a freaking monster over there. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Well, thanks, Mark, for that piece of news. And thank you all so much for watching or listening to the Come Boogies podcast 144. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the second half of this episode, which, of course, is sports. We'll be right back. See you soon. Uncharted, 44 million in box office. Thank you, Mark. And welcome back, folks, to episode 144 of the Comboogies podcast. We are flying high here tonight, recording the new episode for you. Uh, but we have a special um, guest appearance here. Now, for those of you who are listening, you're just going to have to go to our YouTube page to look and see. But, Sean, your new baby boy, Kaysen, is making his first appearance here on the on the podcast. There he uh, is. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. man. Little K. He's, he's, he woke up a little while ago, and, you know, he's... He's a, he's awake. <laughs> Let's just say that. So, you know, where, where else would I want him? You know, he has to make his grand introduction to the world. I know you guys still got to meet him in person, but no, he, he wants to hang out for a couple of minutes, I think, before he starts getting a little antsy. But man, you know, next generation of comic bookies right here. There you go. There you go. Hey, nice. Full of hair. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's do it, man. Um, so let's do, let's do Champions League week two so we can get this, you know, out of the way pretty quick so we can review last week's matchups and then review today's and tomorrow's matchups for the first, you know, pretty much the first leg, you know, not really much to it just yet. You know, if, if, if this is the time to lose, you know, if you're going to have one of those hiccup games, cause you can still make up, you know, mm-hmm. oh no, this is the wait, hold on. No, this is not the round. I'm, I'm tripping. You only get a home and home this time, but Mark, I, I know you're my brother. We're talking last week. Um, about the whole the the away goals don't count anymore. Is this correct? They don't. Man, that's super weird to have now. Villarreal draws with Juventus today. Chelsea with Pulisic, the American Captain scoring. America. Sixth Captain America, number one, uh, starting up. But not Pulisic, 63rd minute, Nets one to give Chelsea a 2-0 draw over Lille. 
Oh, God. And yes, Juventus Juve. scored in the first minute and then couldn't do anything the rest of the oh, game. Oh, wow, that's right, in the Come first on. minute. Yeah, man, it happens that way sometimes, man. It's just um, get that early, early luck and can't do nothing about it. So uh, here we are. Uh, but talk about the um, talk about the, uh, the away goals not mattering anymore. I had no idea that they changed that rule. I mean, your brother was kind of upset saying that they don't play and now they don't have to do anything in the first round or just they're just willing to draw. But in mm-hmm. a way, it's just kind of BS. It's, it's a lie, because if you're you know, if you're the away team, I think you still want to draw. I mean, you still want to score. I mean, I mean, even if you're home, any, any team wants to score. The yeah. fact that anybody that's into sports as much as your brother is going to say that they're happy to just draw. I mean, it's just a lie, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the Raiders and the Chargers last season in, in week 18 <laughs> were probably willing to draw and didn't give a damn because they knew <laughs> they were both going to make the playoffs. But in this scenario, whether, you know, you get an extra an extra little credit, for, if you will, for for scoring an away goal. Or if you don't, I mean, if you're the away team, I'd say you still want to score an away goal because you're thinking that going back home, it's going to be on your side. It's going to be harder for the other team to score an away goal. So you're looking at, you know, you're going to have the upside coming back home for the second leg. So regardless, I mean, I think you're going to try to score and it's going to be kind of the same. It it, it almost becomes the same way because if the away team scores and what the home team has to score obviously and not let them score it kind of becomes the same thing in a way if you think about it uh sean i mean i 100 agree uh the whole away goal i mean it does change the mentality in some aspects but big picture i mean you want to go in there you want to win the game i do not care if i'm playing on the road or at home i mean on the road i mean your goal is more not to lose a draw is okay but you play to win like it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, away goals, that, that rule, it helped. But also, like, it dictated a lot of, like, the way you're going to play the next game. Oh, we had an away goal. The next game we can get a little conservative or – I don't know. I just – I hate how scores make such a big influence. And, you know, we've seen teams, oh, three goals down. They Well, Liverpool versus who they play? Uh, Barcelona. Was that what it was? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just changes your mentality. I'm just like, dude, just go in there and try to win every game. And there's times where they say, oh, we did. No. When you're up like 3 nothing, like in that situation, your mentality automatically is, ah, uh, play a little conservative, play a little bit safe. The minute it's, you say I mean, that, you almost lost the game already. If the, if the first if the first leg is nil-nil, I'd say you think about it, and then the, you, you play the second leg, and you're the home team. That puts a lot more pressure, actually, on the home team because now you know if you're the home team, if you give up, Give that up. away goal you're mm-hmm. like oh crap i gotta score mm-hmm. two now mm-hmm. you know now it's like it, it, it kind of if it's nil nil and they get the that away goal the home team knows like i just gotta get that one goal you know now it's so, just one to go to yep to go to yeah, extra I mean, time and then pks yeah i i don't think it i think it's one of those rules that we kind of you know, go up in arms about it and kind of fuss about it, kind of like, you know, NASCAR in a way with some of their rules. But I've seen and I've been around NASCAR and so many rule changes like this whole one lug thing and whatnot. And just it's just going to be one of those things that it's going to be kind of forgotten after like a season or two. You're not even going to really pay attention to it, in my opinion, you know, so. Yeah. 
So with those two scores given, we have tomorrow, the final day of the first leg of all these games. The final day of the round of 16, yes. Yes, final day of the first leg of the round of 16. So Mm -hmm. Atletico Madrid is at home against Manchester United, and Benfica is at home against Ajax. So I think overall, just on paper, that looks like the, the best day to watch games, even though Man U, you know, I think they haven't won. Did they win? I think they won. I think they're on a two-game winning streak. Um, and I think Man won. U needs to get their act together because a lot of uh, Atletico Madrid isn't no uh, slouch, man. Oh, Suarez no. and Griezmann might not play tomorrow, though. So that's oh, really? Help. But, but you know, that's the thing, though. It shouldn't. You know, that shouldn't be, should be a conversation. Man, you needs to go out there and get their shit together, like Mark said. That roster is man, you has to come. Man, you yes, I, I agree with you, Sean. I totally agree with you. I th- believe Man, you has to come out with one of those games. They're not doing. I mean, one of those statement games. You know, they're obviously not doing one of those statement games, providing them for their fans in the English Premier League. I think that you know, here's their chance to do it. If you can come out, show big tomorrow in Madrid. You know, I think that I hope they do, man. I think that's going to be very good for Mr. Cristiano that is very, uh, uh, you know, n- knows those stadiums and those fans and how to play in Spain, if you will. You know, so I think, of course, Ronaldo's going to be up to the challenge. It's just uh, how are the counterparts going to play? And that's probably a question I pose to Mike being the resident Manchester United fan. Mm. You know, what do you I think? I don't know. I mean, I mean, they're here, right? You know, they're not in the Europa League. They actually have a chance, you know. Atletico Madrid is a tough team to play against. I I don't know how they're going to play, man. Because I I can't predict how they're going to play in in the EPL. You know, you can say, oh, you know, play decent or whatever, but then you can tell that they play really well in the, you know, in the Champions League. But but they, I don't know. They've played the two different types of ways in the same in both tournaments, you know, or in league and in the mm-hmm. Champions League. They haven't played one specific way in the Champions League and then one specific way in EPL. It's both. They play good and bad in both tournaments in league. So who knows? I have no idea from game to game what Manchester United I'm going to get. I might get, you know, a 3-0 win or I'm seeing like a 2-1 loss to someone who's 17th on the table. Like, what the hell's going on? So I... I'm going to say I do not know. Well, you said that they're here and that it was matters. You know, they have a chance. And you know mm-hmm. what's crazy? I just noticed all of our teams are here. Benfica, your Manchester United Red Devils, and my Liverpool Reds were all in the round of 16. So I know my team has already won their first leg. So uh, your te- teams play tomorrow on the 23rd of February. So uh, congrats, uh, not congratulations, but best of luck mm-hmm. to both of your teams. If uh, if you follow Madrid, their form, their last five games, win, loss, win, loss, win. So hopefully maybe that they can have that, that L to follow that pattern there. And, uh, you know, Benfica, I think that's going to be a pretty good game. I think Benfica. Ooh, Ajax is good, though, man. Ajax is. But, I, you <laughs> know. hella good. Are they as good this year, you'd say, as they had their run last year? Or what was it oh, the year uh, I mean, that was like a Cinderella quote-unquote run, even though they didn't win the Champions League. But just one of those consistent every season they dominate their uh, league. 
I mean, Benfica, they've been struggling this season, bro. <laughs> they've been really struggling. They already fired their coach. So, I mean. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's been pretty tough. We'll, well, we'll see. We'll have a report for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, or, I mean, for next week. And then we'll, you know, it, the interesting episodes happen when it's the second leg. When now you know that certain teams are in certain situations. The pressure. They have to go, you know. So, so we'll see who has the pressure on them after tomorrow's game. But let's move on to the NBA All-Star Weekend. I've already confirmed with Mr. Fagundes, but neither of us watched a single lick of dunk contest, of <laughs> if they even had a three-point contest, of the you know old-timers game or whatever the hell they call that, um, the actual game. Sean, did you watch any of it? I mean, well, I, I saw I, that. I can sum like it up in two minutes. And a half, how but that's how it. bad was the dunk contest? Uh, dunk contest, one of the worst I've ever seen. Wow. I was happy that Toscano was in it, though, you know, represent yeah. Even though his dunks were so basic, they did look crisp. Dunk contest was trash. Three-point contest is one of the most competitive things that does happen that weekend. Uh, skills who was competition. Who's in the three-point? Carl uh, Anthony Towns, who did win. First time, I think, ever as a center. Van Vliet, CJ McCollum. No Curry, no Clay. You know, so. Uh, the game itself. I give someone else a chance. Yeah. I think Josh Donaldson yesterday said it best. It's a pure embarrassment. Every all-star game except baseball. To what me and Mike said, you can't cheat off of a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. you got to hit the damn thing. Mm-hmm. But it's almost embarrassing. But I will say, and I don't care what Al will take this argument to anybody, and it sucks it's only a small sample size, but the last five minutes of the NBA all-star game is one of the best qualities of basketball. Because they do try legitly, and it is the best players on the court. You, you, if you actually watch it, I'm like, okay. I would literally just say anybody. You hate the All Star game? That's fine. I actually get it. I don't like it either. Hey, Red Sea parts, go score a bucket. Like, it's just, <laughs> what, what are we doing here? You know. But that last five minutes, like, they legitly competitive play. I don't know if it's like the amount of money that goes to uh, charity or what it is exactly but somehow it just turns up a little bit and it was nice that curry won the mvp but overall it's so all star weekend bro so i will set next year i'll set a timer or like a, an, uh, yes. an alert we have hit the five minute mark here in the fourth quarter of the 2023 nba all-star game and, and then i'll do, turn it on do, do, do we how, nhl wasn't too great do we go no. back to is it one of these things that we could attest to saying sometimes less is more because I'm looking at all of these leagues. They're trying so hard to revamp, you know, their all-star situations and their all-star games and how to do this and that. And as far as I'm seeing, it's just not really working in a lot of these leagues. The actual game has gotten so bad. So then they try so hard and all the skills, the creative stuff. And it's like, that's actually not really the problem. Just the game itself is what the problem is. It sucks. You mentioned MLB. Being better, but baseball is the best. Baseball is the best All Star game. There's no, there's no argument there. It is the best. What about NASCAR? NASCAR is just going to say okay. If you're talking about motorsports, yes, and I, I, because I take it out of the major sports. Yes, that's a great All Star though. Oh, for sure it is. We're talking All Star events. Yeah, so if you want to go from that standpoint, yeah, NASCAR probably is one of the more competitive ones. Hundred percent. Who won million (laughs) dollars? Hell yeah! I think Mm -hmm. Pro Bowl, you get fifteen thousand dollars. The hell is that? And a free trip to Hawaii. Yeah. VIP at the encore. Wasn't even in Hawaii. Shoot, put it yeah. back in Hawaii. That way, people actually get a free trip to Hawaii. So there we go. That's, That's a, a good way of uh, doing, uh, looking at it too. If they had, I think, some sort of incentive like that. Oh, bro, what the? I think the Pro Bowl. I just say winning teams like thirty-five k, losing teams fifteen k, or something like 
that is an incentive. Guys, anybody like, oh, I got to try a little harder now. That's not the end. That's why the two hand touch. Because like 15,000 after taxes this ain't nothing. <laughs> ain't nothing for brother. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you can definitely skip those three minutes of the NBA All-Star game overall. Right. Other than Curry getting the MVP. That was pretty awesome. And, the, and they called that, is the MVP now called the Kobe Bryant Award? Because he was like the first recipient of that uh, award. Is it something? I, di- is it something different? I think it's the Kobe Bryant Trophy, but it's still just regular MVP, I oh, think. I, I, I'm pretty sure. But no, that was, that was actually pretty special, too. You know, the mm-hmm. 75th anniversary was pretty dope, too. 75 greatest players. Oh, yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, time was just like 25 minutes. They had every one of those players go on the court that's alive. Did they have... Uh... I, I saw they had Shaquille O'Neal with his tongue again. Yeah. <laughs> Shaq this, man. First at the Super Bowl halftime show, and now this is cool. Yeah, this is... Uh, so okay. you're telling Dwight Howard? No, he didn't make it. He's not a 75 greatest. But no. there's also arguments if there's certain players are, how do you kind of not have him? Because his first five to seven years, as dominant as anybody, numbers don't lie. It's true in Orlando. Yeah. That's true. Well, that's, speaking that's of something else, argument, yeah. yeah. Speaking of something else, I didn't watch a lick of uh, the M- the Winter Olympics have come and gone. I, I didn't even know it maybe, ended, bro. <laughs> me, neither did I. That's what I told Mark before we started recording. I was like, I didn't even know when it ended. I saw tweets wow, like, oh, and, and there's like, oh god. So the only the only thing I actually did watch was like two of the ski jumps, like two of them, and then like one minute of a hockey game. That's mm-hmm. it. I mean, we watched like 30 seconds of the hockey. And then my wife was watching a couple of the um, ice skating performances. So I did watch some of that. And that's it. I seen the Tom Brady of male ice skating. That's like the comparison. This guy's fucking really good. Uh, Guy from Palo Alto. I who knows, bro, but he was just doing some spinneroonies in the air, (laughs) boy. (laughs) Spinneroonies. Been on my ass about 10 times. (laughs) <laughs> yeah the cross country is pretty good the skiing um i saw i barely watched any of it i tuned in for a couple of it but yeah i do just uh i just don't know why people just i don't know i don't know what the reason the is regular, but I, I mean the numbers are uh, the numbers just show it i mean just, i mean for me for me personally once the they didn't i think they stopped doing the nhl all-star break i mean the olympic break once they stopped doing that and then actual NHL players stopped playing in the uh, Olympics, oh, there's my last reason to watch it. Sorry, maybe a half pipe or two, and now what's his name? The Flying Tomatoes retired. Now he's gone. <laughs> Bye. Flying Tomatoes. They should make that mandatory that they do the NHL break. That is so special, man, when they do mm-hmm. that. Like, it's so competitive, man. That Canada US yeah. game is nuts, bro. Even and now it's just and now it's back to nineteen eighty when they won in when they won the gold Lake or when they Placid. won you know, in Lake Placid where it was just a bunch of like college kids. It wasn't any NHL players. I th- I think yeah. the Winter Olympics obviously not being as big as the Summer Olympics. I think that the Winter Olympics need to be um, I think we need to send it to like a cool ass city. Like I always say, they, why don't they have that crap in Tahoe again? Like they did in the sixties or whatever. Like, Tahoe wouldn't be big enough. I don't think bro. Tahoe these days, sixties maybe was big enough. When you see how big the Olympics actually has, but to you be, obviously wouldn't just have it in Tahoe. You'd have, of certain, course, of course, of course, you're trucky and you have all the other stuff. Yeah, it would be dope though. And get twisted. I, I was bringing that up the whole time. You need to have it in Tahoe. That'd be hella dope. 
And then obviously they have certain events that, you know, could be at an arena or whatever, mm-hmm. college in Reno. And like, I mean, I think they can make it happen. I, I get what you're saying. I think that the Olympics have became such a spectacular that it's so big now and everything. And so everything's just bigger and greater and obby dobby and, you know, style and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I just. Good on you, Mark. Uh, 1960. City. 1960 yeah, was the Winter Olympics in uh, Squaw Valley. Dude, I, so, that's what I'm saying. Let's make so it happen. On. You know, you can you can have it like up. It doesn't even have to be necessarily just in like you could say like Reno, Tahoe area, like Sierra, Nevada. You could have it down like more like closer where whatever Yosemite where there's snow as well. You know, you could find places. I mean, yeah. bring it, you know, have travel down to Bear Mountain too. go like, because go ahead. Because I sorry, I'll let you say something right after. Because I guarantee you that having it in the Sierra Nevadas, like where I just got stuck in eight hours to come back and travel about two hundred and fifty miles, eleven point four million viewers across NBC Universal properties viewed the Olympics. It's down forty two percent from the two thousand and eighteen games. That's astonishing. Yeah. You know, if if you guys performed down forty two percent at your guys's job, that wouldn't look too good. I don't know if you guys would be getting your guys's your guys's me and Sean, me and Sean would be on a pip. Yeah, you know, gone. So man, and if that's not bad enough, primetime numbers were down twenty six percent from the twenty twenty one Summer Olympics. It could be that Olympics being back to back years, people are kind of exhausted from Olympics coverage. Who knows? Maybe too much Tarico. But uh, I don't know, man. Sean, you had something to say. You guys have your thoughts I on this? I think even to add to the U.S. doing it, you can go like the way they're doing the World Cup. I mean, not the whole North America, but you can even just do like Tahoe, Colorado. Because you figure these countries going city to city, it's just like us going state True. to state. So we have a lot. And no, I like your, your argument of having it here. Not even just Tahoe. We have so many locations Aspen. that are and so many beautiful locations that you can have. So no, I I think you know at some point it's gonna come back here. It, it has to. <laughs> it actually has to. I or think, even combine so. it with Canada. Just make it a North America thing too. So we have so many places to go to up in Canada too. So that'd be awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, but, cool. shout, but shout out to those Norwegians, man. They kind of I mean, as a good oh, uh, 30, 37 uh, medals uh, total. Uh, uh, Mr. Putin's rock nation. With 32, <laughs> Germany. The rock, is there. the rock is in the building. <laughs> Germany with 27. So, uh, yeah. Norway, 16 golds. Putin, 12 silvers. Um, they lead with the silvers. And, yeah, Putin also leads in bronze with 14. So, um, oh, Norway bronze, led with the gold. So, All right. Well, let's get into it, man. Uh, on with the Olympics, Champions League, NBA All-Star Week. Let's get into... NASCAR, the Daytona 500, and as you see, if you're watching live now on YouTube, our channel, The Comic Bookies, the winner, rookie Austin Sindrick, the number two, taking over for Brad Keselowski at Team Penske, that Ford Mustang crossed the line right before Bubba Wallace. He has, that's his second, I think, um, it's his second, second place, only five Daytona 500s for Bubba, so that close again from winning, but uh, yeah, congrats um, to your team, Mark, to to Joey Logano's teammate, who would have thought that when they said, oh, you know, pick a Ford or pick Team Penske? No one really thought about the two. Everyone thought about the 22 or the 12. But uh, it, was, it was a good race. Um, uh, I think all of Hendrick Motorsports got taken out. Uh, 
Byron and Bowman early and then Larson and Chase later. So, yeah, they didn't perform really well. I mean, they got caught in, you know, unfortunate accidents caused by the former Penske driver, Brad Keselowski. Um, but, yeah, so it was yeah. a good race, though. That was unfortunate to cause that Kozlowski to cause that wreck right before the first stage ended. That was kind oh, of I whack know. of him on the on the twenty one. Yeah, on a rookie driver, you know, in a Ford, you're you know your Ford family, you're pushing, you're the your owner. sister team, pretty much, right? Still, is it the, still like the sister team of Pim Penske? No. Is the Wood Brothers? Yeah. Oh yeah, but he's not on Pim Penske. No, no, anymore. but I know, like his former. I'm just saying, oh, his yeah, former yeah, sister, his former sister you know, team. Yeah, I mean, just with him, you know, even with his car in general, but he's aggressive on these tracks, and, you know, he wants to win oh, bad. he sure he is. He took duel. out your guy last year. <laughs> yeah, that, sure was kinda, that was kind of a chain reaction type of thing, but <laughs> Come on. they didn't want that to happen this year as Blaney came and pushed Mr. Cindric down to the line, but you're saying he's going to be a waste of a spot in the playoffs. I thought that was pretty negative of you to say because I actually <gasps> – I know I actually do like Cindric, and you saw him perform pretty damn good Xfinity Series. Guy's a great road course racer. He actually comes from that type of style of racing and sport cars, and um, that's why he's good at road courses. Road courses, and I believe the kid is actually going to perform pretty good. So over under, man, I'll tell you, over under one and a half wins for Austin Cindric. Where are you going with? Lower. Lower. Uh-huh. So this uh-huh. is. You- you keep so, saying, but you keep saying like road course, road course, road course. He still has to get past Chase or Larson so at this, Watkins so you, Glen. At are, so are they doing te- the Daytona road so, course? So you're These telling like seven me, more. So you're telling me that this is going to be like a Christopher Bell last year, where he won that Roval, and that, was that second race of the year. And that was it, and then that was it. And then he gets eliminated after the first round. I think he did. You know, but I don't know, man. I think that he's good Austin and he's Cindric up and coming, but I just don't think it's this, this year. year, bro. I just don't think it's this year. But I think he's going to do pretty good. You All watch. Right. All right. All right. The other two things that I took away from the race is actually even before the race, the night before, I texted, and I'm sure you, I mean, we all freaking get the ESPN updates, and over half the field, the schools are in their 20s. Like, mm-hmm. the next generation is here. Before anything, that's just wild. Dude. You really think about that. The next yeah. generation is here. Speaking it is here, man. It's, pun it's... intended or no pun intended? Because it is here. The, cho- the car itself. Yeah, the car and itself that's another, is and here. And that's the next thing I was going to bring thoughts. up. I hate the one lug nut. What? I hate it. It's hella. I don't know, it's dumb. Why? Wow. I, I mean, I there's... There was a few problems. It, it seemed like it seemed like there's a few problems with the there's tires. A, there's, there's a, yeah, they gotta iron some. some I just like that. Not. That's true. I don't like that. Yeah, I like that. But like, by the time they're done, the gas guy's still like, "Hold on, Bill, I still got the gas thing in here." I know he has to like he has to lean back. Yeah, go back in. Yeah, I like that. It's a, it's a, you, you, you kind of feel like. When you're watching the pit stop and he's like taking off the lugs and you, you kind of feel like the anxiety from the tire, the guy that's holding the tire that places it on the studs, mm-hmm. you're kind of feeling that anxiety. But yeah, it was kind of like it, everything was happening like so simple and slow in a way that it didn't seem like they had much air to like mess up. Like, yeah, you only have four chances to mess up and not what, 20 or 24, yeah, 20, but you know. To defend that, to defend them, and to defend the one lug nut, I think this is going to be different because 
This was Daytona. And what did they do in Daytona? They never changed four tires. So they were always going with right two. side, right side tires, right, right side, side or yeah, left, right side, side, left at side at a time. Yeah. And it was a good introduction for their crews to kind of practice and get a little bit of the hiccups out of the way, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You come back to a track, which is going to be very, very tire heavy in Fontana coming up here in a couple days. You know, that track is going to be wild. And so all these, all, all the mile and a halfs. Um, in the short tracks like Martinsville and Bristol, four you're tires. Using, you're, you're using four tires. Road courses where you're turning left and right, it's like equal opportunity to get wear and, on the tire. And Fontana is where you're going to see a lot of mistakes happen. Mark my words, because these as these pit crews still didn't uh, appreciate and real and have real time, you know, pit crew, uh, you know, in li- in live races uh, to do four lugs you know and to like actually have to go from the side to the side mm-hmm. and just like you know it's going to be a lot different than what they did at they the tone i guarantee yep. that mm-hmm. I, like I, ex- I expect right. some mistakes yeah but all in all it was at times in like the dead center of the race it was a lot of just green flag you know a lot of green flag racing mm-hmm. um but I, I i just love the groupings and then the timing of the pit stops and you know if they're in they fourth place here and mm-hmm. then they they can't catch that group so now they're going to fall into the second group and of course at the very end with overtime just you know uh, i knew there I knew, I knew that was going to be the last caution obviously the last crash happened you know well after the you know the limit so the race would have ended but yeah it's um it's a very unpredictable race but it's always a very classic in entertainment race Every single time they go there. And I don't know why Fox wasn't scoring it, but I guess Logano was down like three laps. So that sucks. That's going to be a huge problem because oh. when these tires, these tires are going flat and they just can't get going again like they used to in the old car with the old tires. So that's going to suck because you're on a track as big as Daytona where it's two and a half miles and you can't move. <laughs> Yep. And you just lost a bunch of laps. Imagine on like shorter tracks where you, I mean, you're going to mm-hmm. lose five, six laps because you can't get going. That's not fair because so the this... other car, usually when their tires were flat, unless it was something really, really bad, they could usually like you saw what happened to Logano when he couldn't get going. Mm-hmm. That was bullshit. In the other car, they would have got going, maybe not like stuck in the grass, but, but then they got yeah. him out of the grass and then he still couldn't get going. Remember? Like Mm -hmm. that was kind of odd to me. I'm like, oh, drivers are going to hate that. You could see the frustration on his face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, losing those laps, you know. Yeah. So we go from the schedule's kind of weird this year. I don't really remember a Fontana race being this early. They usually go to like, um, like the first Phoenix race or Atlanta, and then they, you know, they go up and then they go over the West Coast and kind of make the, you know, Phoenix, Fontana, Vegas trip. Um, but. Fontana being the second race of the year, I mean, let's do it. So you only go from a two-and-a-half-mile track down to a two-mile track before you go, I think, over the next couple weeks to Atlanta and Vegas, which are mile-and-a-halves. But what do you guys say? Um, anybody over Kyle Busch this weekend? Kyle Larson does have a win there. Martin Trex Jr. has a win there. What do you, what do you guys say about I, Fontana? I think I know why, though. They're going to um, – I think I know why California was – Fontana is so early this year is because they wanted, they wanted to make sure they get it in before it closes because of COVID again. 
No, I just think that they were really going to think about redoing the track, but I think that they mm-hmm. put a halt and they put like a little weight on that due to construction costs, inflation and everything and material costs in order to do this whole remodel of this track. So yeah. I think that as a collective, I think NASCAR and ownership and track people have actually put this on hold. And this is why we're seeing this track actually be the second race of the season, which it usually isn't, like you said, Mike. So mm-hmm. um now, I mean, they kind of got stuck with the date, thinking that they were probably going to start demolishing it after this date. But that's not probably going to happen as far as I see in the foreseeable future. So we'll keep you guys updated on um, those on more news on that track. But, yeah, it is this week. It is the Wise Power 400. Uh, Kyle Larson is your favorite at 4-1. to one. Chase Elliott at 8-1. to one. Kyle Larson, you saw him win here, your very first NASCAR race. Miguel mm-hmm. yeah. became a fan because of that. And yes, man, he's going to be very hard to beat here. He's very good here. Um, Kyle Busch also as well. Hamlin also. Man, this is – I love this track. Bowman's fast here. This is going to be so hard. I who hope won this? Won. Who won this last year? Or did they not have – yeah, I think they raced there last year, did they, Mark? Did, I don't, did they not race two years in a row? I don't think they raced last year. Yeah, I don't think they raced there. Yeah, it might okay. have been two years in a row they haven't raced there. Okay, because they have Bowman and Kyle Busch winning, each winning a race since February of 2019. So give that me, doesn't make any sense. That would mean that there would be two of them, right? Give in the me last some, three give years? Me some, give me some Austin Cindric, baby. <laughs> Again? <laughs> Going back to back? He's going to be good this year. I like him. Cole Custer, man. To get top 10 or top 20 or to win? I'm looking at Cole Custer right now. I like what I saw. I like what I've seen out of Briscoe, man. Briscoe at the Clash. Mm -hmm. Briscoe finishing third at Daytona. Uh, Props to him, dude. Uh, Yeah, I like like what I'm seeing out of that kid. But I just hope that the Clash and that Daytona wasn't just a, you know, a outlier. I hope that we keep continue to see kind of like a Suarez up in the mix all season. I'd like to see yep. an Eric Jones up there. Like Eric Jones was like up, like kind of was shown in the clash and he was up there kind of a couple times in Daytona. So I want to see him, you know, well, McDowell, you know McDowell showed in yeah. the clash and obviously won Daytona last year and was up there this year. It's kind of cool to see some of these drivers you know hemrick is showing something you know mm-hmm. I, I like you know burton he was up there Not in the clash and at daytona yeah you know give give us some of these younger like you know names up there give us some oh, yeah. parody this year uh, i'd let i'd love to see it man so yes, um yeah. let me clarify something so february 2019 right so they're giving two winners bowman and bush so technically in the 2021 season they didn't have they skipped fontana right it's been the twenty the twenty twenty season technically they got Fontana in because they didn't close and shut down the season until like the third weekend of of twenty twenty yeah of March right so the Auto Club four hundred was won by Alex Bowman in twenty twenty so that means Bush won it in two, in twenty nineteen um, and then you had Phoenix Raceway won by Joey Logano on March eighth of twenty twenty and then their next race wasn't until Darlington in mid May. So, and that was the 2020 season. So pretty crazy. So technically, yeah. So we didn't have a race last year. So this would be the first race we've had since March of 2020. Can't so, wait. This track is so wait. exciting. Also, so are, so are you picking, are, are you picking, it's two, yeah, two miles. Sorry. Are you picking, um, Cindric to win? 
Mm, I'll take Blaney. Okay, Sean. Um, bah, 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 bah. you know, for some odd reason, I don't know why. I kind of like Truex this week. I don't know why. I mean, he's won there before. I mean, yeah. I was going to. I was going to go. I don't to... know why. I know he had a stage win last week. I kind of like Truex too. I do like. I he do like. I do like. She- I, I like a Bowman and a Larson. I do like a. I, I, I like the Chevys in this track too. Raw power as well. I mean, oh, obviously yeah. the Ford show that also, but it's going to be good. I hope they practice and I hope there's qualifying. Yeah. It is California though, so I'm gonna, we'll see. <laughs> but I'm going to take I'm going to take a guy who I took last week. He ran up there in the top 6, top 10 the whole race. Um I'm going to go Bush again. You know, he has four total wins there. He won also in 2019, mm-hmm. so I'm going to I'm going to, you know. Which one? Kyle mm-hmm. Kilo. You know who you know who else is a good name there? A good little underdog there that runs good there, that kind of runs that runs like a Larson is Tyler Reddick. Oh. He likes that. He's gonna be good, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's gonna be good too. I think he'll make the playoffs this year. I think he'll squeeze in a win somewhere this year for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's good. He likes to run those high lines. He's good at a Miami. He's good at a He's good at anything where you can run that cushion, like they say, yeah, in the, the, like they uh, like to say in the dirt world. I mean, they don't race here anymore, but you, they had a good cushion in Kentucky too, mm-hmm. especially in. I think either it was either the first two turns or the last two turns. You can really ride that high side. Wasn't Kentucky the one where they repaved and like everyone was riding in the bottom half? It was Kentucky or Kansas that they repaved only half of it, and everyone mm. was everyone was hugging either the inside uh, uh, lane or the outside lane the whole race. Darlington also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember this Stripe. year, fellers. Remember, fellers, uh, Atlanta is repaved. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be a fast, fast track. Like, I'm excited to see when they go to Atlanta in, what, four or five weeks? Atlanta's early. S- yeah, Atlanta's usually earlier. So, yeah. um, Isn't it the first race after the West Coast swing? I think it is. is. Oh, in Dirty South. Uh, yeah, right. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, auto, yeah, auto club is this, is this week. So to end the, the month of February, and then you have Las Vegas, Phoenix, Atlanta, and then sure. circuit of the Americas. So that's your March. Coda. Yep, Remember Coda? Right. What a shit show Coda oh, was God, last rain. year. Oh my the God. The rooster tails, everyone running uh-huh. into each other. Couldn't <laughs> see each other. Sean was happy. Chase ended up getting that win. I remember, I think it was at Mark's house. Uh, Red flag. Yeah. Huh? Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Okay, cool. So that's so I'm taking Bush. Sean, you're taking a fellow J. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope Joe Gibbs racing. Yeah, let's go with the Truex this week. All right, I cool. I like that. I like that. Sean mixing it up, taking a Toyota driver. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So that's pretty much it for the sports. Hope you guys enjoy the race. Hope you guys enjoy the weekend full of, well, not really full of sports, but enjoy maybe an NBA game or something. Uh, we'll have news next week on, you know, the negotiations with Major League Baseball and if we're actually going to have a season next, uh, this season coming up in April. But yeah, other than that, episode 144 is done. Take us away, guys. Episode 144, guys. Another uh, slobber knocker with the three comic bookies, Mark, Mike, and myself. Uh, love it every week. As we keep saying, please support us. Keep joining us. Mark mentioned it, and it speaks for itself. Comic book reading especially is getting bigger and bigger, and hopefully isn't just a COVID thing. It'll just keep continuing to get as big as it is. Support your local comic book shop. Wednesday, tomorrow, make sure you go check your uh, comic book shop for your new comic books. Treasure Island Comics is our supporter. So if you're in the area, Fremont, California, 
Thank you again, guys. Keep checking us out. Social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all of the above. Love you guys. Yes, yes, yes. Like Sean said it. And most importantly, if you guys are new to all this, if you guys are trying to get your foot in the door like I once was and I still am in certain aspects of this comic book world and this whole sports stuff and whatnot have you. You guys always reach out to us. Let us know because uh, we are in this journey with you guys together. We are learning with you. We are you know, here to just share our stories, share our thoughts on the sports and entertainment world and comics. And we're here to collide those two worlds every week for you guys. So like Sean said, please share, spread the word, uh, give us a five-star review or a one-star, however you feel. Uh just at least listen to us before you leave a review on like some a-holes out there that mm-hmm. don't give a damn. But um, nonetheless, yes, we are the Comic damn. Bookies podcast. Yes, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics. And yes, we do deliver the best content for you weekly on a weekly basis at the Comic Bookies on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, always you can email us the Comic Bookies at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. But we'd love to hear from your mama more. Take us out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I see. Um, so just a couple of stats here. The country of Belgium is still rocking with uh, the Con Boogies podcast. Sean, I don't know if you if you realize, but we always seem to get like one consistent download, right? And I guess over the past 10 episodes, there's been like almost 200 downloads in Belgium. So I think that person has told a bunch of other people, I hope. So that's pretty awesome. Um, I have no new, I have no new countries for you, but I do have, I believe since I've, I mean, I can't remember ever getting a download from here, but if we're going to talk about just the United States specifically, thank you to the person downloading in Hawaii. So we are across the Pacific ocean to the islands of Hawaii. Thank you so much for the download. Um, but yeah, for Mark and for Sean, this is Mike. Keep listening um, keep watching, keep subscribing, um, with all these sports kind of going, uh, you know, most of them going away. We're hitting a, a, this off season before baseball starts. This is a perfect opportunity for you to go to your local comic book store and pick up a back issue, you know, a trade paperback, a nice story, you know, by itself. Don't jump into something long, like the walking dead or saga, get a nice Batman or daredevil or Spider-Man, something like something that you can really, you know, get into and read in one weekend. But, um, episode 144 is done. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, enjoy each other. Peace out. See y'all next week. Peace. Peace. And always enjoy each other. And enjoy as we get into the spring weather. Peace out. Peace out.